This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One of the big questions is, what is money? practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. I do own Bitcoin. There is no second past. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency. We're here for anyone who is interested in crypto at all. Maybe you've already dipped your toe in the water, or maybe you don't know anything about it, and this is the very beginning but we recommend heading back to the earlier episodes to get your footing. However, if you think you're ready to dive in head first, then let's do it. Today, we'll explain this week's big story, Tornado Cash. We'll talk about how buy now, pay later is breaking into crypto gaming. We'll touch on Ripple's play for Celsius and explain how the crypto industry has kept luxury watchmakers of the world in business over the last few years. My name is Tracy, and as always, I'm joined by my pals from the Bamboo app, Blake and Craig. Hey, guys, how are you going? Uh, sounds like a whirlwind this week. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, lots to discuss. <laughs> hey, Craig. Did you just try to drop a pun with Tornado Cash <laughs> and Whirlwind? Yeah. I don't mind it, eh? I missed it. I like it. But I'm good, Trace. I'm feeling better. Blake's feeling better. We're in a better spirits. The boys were ill last week. They weren't feeling great, but they are non-nasally today and back without their colds. So I'm glad you're both well. But before we do crack into the news, we need to give a plug to an awesome event which is happening this October in Sydney called FinFest, boys. And this is the brainchild of our pals at Equity Mates. And they're finally making a finance event, sorry, that we can actually get behind. Uh, And this one's really exciting, isn't it, Craig? That's right. I've been an Equity Mates fanboy since my <laughs> um, adolescent years, no, but for a while now. Um, and they actually took us through some of their designs the other day, and it's looking schmick. They've got some of the best investing and business experts coming on the day, massive speakers, there's sessions for everyone, crypto, stock market, like no matter your level of confidence, this is all about, you know, educating you. And there's also an after party trace, which I'm sure um, you, you, you'll love. Yeah, I knew you'd be excited about that one. Look, the event is on Saturday, October 15th. Uh, Blake and myself will be along, so please come and say hello. We've also got a promo code for the Crypto Curious listeners, which we'll leave in the show notes below. So that's FinFest 2022. Check it out. One of the biggest stories this week was Tornado Cash. The US Treasury dropped news out of the blue that they'd added Tornado Cash to their sanction list. Ari, how important is that decision by the U.S. Treasury Department to sanction Tornado Cash today? It's really important and it's a really big deal. So let's give you the lowdown on some facts on this story. Craig, who is Tornado Cash? They're a Ethereum dApp and they're referred to as a crypto mixer. So what that means is Tornado Cash deploys smart contracts that allows users to deposit ETH or any other ERC-20 token to one address and enable withdrawal from another address 
Now, you're probably wondering why someone would want to do that. Well, it's pretty renowned for having criminal activity on the on the platform because, you know, just the essence of what it is, you're essentially trying to hide where funds are coming from and what you're doing with these funds. I, th- I thought it was the case that only about, uh, you know, o- when I say only, it's still a large portion, but as I understand it, only 10% of the volume moving through these platforms is, you know, for nefarious activity. The rest is for people utilising its utility for other purposes. I did read that the figure was a little bit higher. I did read an, an article when I was researching yesterday that put it more around the, the 40%, but even still, you know, it's not everyone. You're right, but like Blake, why? Why did they actually put Tornado Cash on that list? Is this is that the reason? Yeah. So generally, people that are trying to obfuscate where the funds have come from to clean um, or, or make you know turn turn dirty crypto into clean crypto. It's kind of like a laundry. It's kind of like the the crypto version of money laundering. Crypto laundry. It's crypto laundry. Some of these mixes are actually called a laundry, which is uh, funny. (laughs) So around half a billion crypto assets were frozen and all addresses associated with Tornado Cash were put on the SDN, which stands for Specially Designated Nationals List. This is pretty much like a no-fly list. And if you're on this list, um, you you can't do business with anyone in the US, um, which is sort of a big deal and really rocked the crypto market this week. Mm. You know, so we need to look at why this matters and it's because, like you were saying earlier, historically people that are on this actual list are terrorists and drug cartel and and nasty people, but this is the first time that on this list now is a tech company. So anyone who's actually using that is getting in trouble, um, you know, whether you're using it for legit reasons or not. So there was another weird thing that kind of happened with this over the last couple of days uh, where celebrities were getting F sent to them. You know a bit more about this story, Craig. Someone is trolling celebrities and the US Treasury Department all at the same time. So someone who we don't know, obviously, it's on the blockchain, they actually airdropped some ETH from Tornado to Jimmy Fallon, Keel O'Neill, Puma, Logan Paul, a bunch of these, you know, massive crypto accounts, even the Ukrainian crypto donation account. And what that means is they're all going to be subsequently put on this list now because according to the, you know, to the blockchain, they have engaged with Tornado Cash. But obviously we now know that it's just been an airdrop. I think everyone just got 0.1F or something. Yeah. And, and this is what makes the, you know, the this ruling so ridiculous is because you can't control who sends you assets into your digital wallet now if you could control who you received funds from then that would be a different story but um so yeah obviously they're going to have to unwind this and crawl back you know what they've implemented but it's going to be interesting to see how these situations play out um in the future yeah yeah exactly and i don't think i agree with you know the blanket sanction for those reasons and there's clearly some bad actors out there doing the wrong thing but not everyone and vitalik came out just yesterday and said that he used tornado cash uh, and he used it for the right reasons and his was for donating to the ukraine and the reason was to protect the recipients from you know the russian government if they tried to track down where those donations came from and funnily enough tornado cash has actually hit new yearly highs just for usage after being sanctioned so old press is good press hey there you go 
Possibly. Um, well, I must admit, I've I'd never heard of Tornado Cash until this week. Really? Okay. So clearly, yeah, people are learning about it, like, oh, I could probably use that for something. All right, well, let's finish that story off there. On to the next one, boys. Popular crypto exchange Coinbase posted a $1 billion net loss in Q2. Coinbase said its revenue had plummeted 61% in the last quarter as crypto prices fell and trading volume slumped. This was a big headline this week, but I personally don't think it's as bad as it seems because only last week we were reporting about the partnership with BlackRock, which included, you know, a really good outlook for the crypto market and the market being strong. So, you know, what are your thoughts on this one, Blake? Uh, you know, the crypto market's cyclical. There's going to be times where companies are making super profits from, you know, crazy behavior from investors just aping into buying all sorts of jazz um, and, and using all sorts of products. And there's going to be times when it's quieter. And um, as you know, over the long run, um, your Coinbase has done a great job. They've been around since what, 2013, 2014, almost 10 years now. Uh, they prepare for these. They have massive cash reserves. Um, they're going long on crypto. They're taking part of their fees in, 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 in digital assets. And these guys, they know what they're doing by now and I don't think it's anything to be concerned about. Yeah, Exactly. I think the main reason why it's everyone's sort of it made big news is because, as we know, Coinbase is one of the first big exchanges to list publicly. So obviously mm. all of their results are going to be published and traditional finance are probably like wincing at the fact that, <laughs> you know, this company can, can generate a billion dollar loss so quickly and in – you know, with situations out of their control just by the price of Bitcoin and, you know, the crypto market. So um, I suspect that a lot of crypto exchanges might not want to go public judging by the Coinbase backlash. Yeah, good point. I, I want people to have freedom to invest. Look, Celsius is still circulating in the news this week, boys, amid rumours that Ripple is considering buying the bankrupt crypto lender. Reports are surfacing that Ripple is actively seeking to scale the company through M&A deals and has spoken to the Celsius crew. So what's the play here, Blake? You know, Ripple are looking to take on Celsius's, you know, cash crypto loans and their Bitcoin mining business. They want the lot, do they? Yeah, well, you know, Ripple just, you know, I suspect want to continue perpetuating their narrative and um, if they can integrate their token into a highly used retail product then that's a that's a win for ripple mm. um, i'm not sure if it's a win for for, for celsius not a win for, for celsius, celsius customers no yeah. uh, but but it, it could be a win you know if if i know ripple has massive cash reserves they could easily bail out you know they could potentially bail out celsius mm. uh, and then you know it could be a win-win and at the end of the day this is a customer acquisition play from ripple um they're going to look at you know getting uh scooping up a product with millions of users at below market price uh and um yeah then using that to leverage um the sale of their products so yeah uh, it'd be interesting yeah more to see here i actually think this is a really good play from ripple because Ripple have been trying to infiltrate the traditional banking sector ever since it started off as a settlement solution. Now, if they were to purchase Celsius, they could almost use it as a test case for you know taking on other probably neo banks or banks. Mm. But yeah, Ripple coming back, you know, that's mm. a sign. I yeah. haven't heard Ripple in the news for ages. But pretty much a spokesperson um, for Ripple 
pretty much alluded to the fact that they're interested in learning more about Celsius and whether it's even possible to acquire Celsius. And the Celsius token has since rose 23%, which could be off the back of this news, but there is a little bit of a short squeeze happening on Celsius right now where it's like one of the like weirdly one of the best performing assets in the last few weeks um, because of over the you know people are shorting and as you know short squeezes with GameStop tends to go the other way sometimes so watch this space and just for our listeners sake um, it might be worth just unpacking a little bit about what Ripple is so Ripple was founded by Ashton Kutcher no it was by Jeb wasn't he a Reddit founder? Yes, one, anyway, of, one of the Reddit yeah, founders. Something like, anyway, just to give everybody a little bit of context here, Ripple is a cryptocurrency that's been around for a very long time. You know, it used to be have a lot of prominence because their value or the solution that they were, uh, the problem that they were trying to solve was to do interbank settlements. Now, internationally, you know, the Western banking system uses the SWIFT network, um, but Ripple's narrative um, was all around banks settling on the blockchain on a private network, um, on Ripple's private network, instead of the SWIFT network, or and providing an alternative between in different regions or between different regions. And they were in the top three highest valued cryptocurrencies for a long time. But the SEC believes that they're a security and, you know, not a decentralized crypto token. So over the last couple of years, they've had a bit of a PR problem as well as of not getting as much uptake from their from their blockchain as possible. So but they've got a very strong fan base, haven't they, Blake? Like they've got really strong, you know, followers. They've got a strong fan base and they've got lots of money. Mm. <laughs> so Aren't you a long term mm. Ripple holder, Trace? Oh my God, no way. Absolutely not. And that I think speaks volumes. But going on to the sell token as well, Blake, you want to explain that for the users? Yeah, so everyone knows that Celsius is going bankrupt or has you know filed for bankruptcy, and as a result, everyone you know many people think it's an easy play just to bet that the Celsius token um, is going to zero or close to. So people are making money as the price in Celsius goes down, and you know off the back of news like this, when it rises, um, when the crypto price rises the Celsius token, it goes the other way against the short sellers. And this means the short sellers need to close their trades. And that involves a process of rebuying Celsius tokens to pay back to the lender that they've borrowed Celsius tokens from. So this then further perpetuates the you know the rise in the token. So it becomes a, a counterintuitive situation where this project, not that many people believe it's going to get through or stay solvent. However, you know it's still getting pro- positive price appreciation in this context. So who knew that the greatest inflation hedge of all was a short squeeze on Celsius? <laughs> okay. <cool. laughs> okay, I think we'll leave that there. It's time for an ad break. And when we come back, we'll tell you why there's been a worldwide shortage on Rolex watches, plus your favourite short, sharp news bites of the week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
There is an element where this is an this is still early stage. It's still startup. You're listening to the Crypto Curious podcast, where we tell you all the bits of news that we thought were worth knowing over the last seven days. A Web3 startup named Halliday has raised $6 million for a buy now, pay later Ethereum NFT. These guys aim to change how gamers buy and use digital assets in the virtual world. So I balked a little bit when I read this headline because I'm not really a big fan of buy now and pay later. What's the big deal behind this one, Craig? Well, you can now buy a board ape and pay it off in 35 years like you would with a mortgage. No, just kidding. Buy now, pay later obviously went nuts in the e-commerce sector. So it's, it's only right that someone gives it a crack in crypto. Now, obviously not financial advice, but you know you probably shouldn't be buy now, pay later Ethereum NFTs. But don't believe me, I don't really know what I'm talking about, but A16Z, which is arguably the biggest crypto VC, they've contributed six mil into the seed round. So clearly they think it's a good idea. Now, it will probably be targeted at gaming NFTs. So the service will allow users to access the NFTs before they're paid off. They're going to launch a beta with a blockchain game. So that'll probably be the first cab off the rank. Um, but I believe it is, yeah. I believe it is the first cab off the rank. So it's basically if you're in a game, I mean, I, I imagine it to be like a like you, you can buy your guns and your bits and pieces and use them. But then if you default on your payments and they take them back, that's how I've read it. Would you let your boys buy now, pay later a Roblox gun when this comes to Roblox? Well, no, because my boys aren't allowed to play games with guns. So let's ask Blake because he's getting into his games a bit recently. What are your thoughts on this one, Blake? Yeah, it's pretty dangerous like with volatile assets, getting them on credit because as soon as the assets go down, say 25%, and you know, there's very little incentive for people to then continue the payments on these, particularly if they've only put a small deposit down so um, I think a lot of people are going to default on these loans more than you know regular assets uh, so yeah definitely interested to see how this plays out has to be something in there of A16Z are, are getting amongst it though yeah yeah well there you go there you have it I'm actually really interested in this one because you're right the way that the market does move there's got to be another way that they've put this together that will combat those market moves. But it's interesting. It's really interesting. We'll watch this one play out and see how that goes. On to our next story. Aside from Blake admitting that he splashes out on a pair of Golden Goose shoes last week, (laughs) I don't see any of us really covered in drip or whatever the young people say these days. I don't know if that's what we say, but we're not exactly sporting $50,000 gold Rolex watches or living like crypto kings and queens, but apparently that's what you do when you're reaping the benefits of Shiba, Doge, bull pumps in the market. But apparently fancy watches, you know, is the way you go when you've got your crypto cash. So, Craig, can you explain this next story, which I find pretty hilarious? So this is a weird response to a crypto bull market so essentially the crypto pump in the last say five or six years how bitcoin went from under a thousand all the way up to sixty thousand has led to an influx of purchases for luxury watches in specific rolexes so all throughout this time crypto holders who have you know ridden their gains up you know they're not buying a house they're not buying a car they're buying rolexes they're probably buying a car too. Probably buying a car and other multiple yeah. things. Just a case in point. So the Rolex was in the high of 2020 was around forty to $50,000 for a Rolex. For this 
particular iconic Rolex Hulk, it's called Rolex Hulk. Mm. Now, since the crypto markets come down, what's happened is everyone has started to sell their watches, which has led to an increase in supply on the secondary luxury watch market. So now these watches are going down from 50K down to 25K. And I think there was, a, there was some research done that they're contributing it to crypto people. Because we went out and splashed out to show how cool we were because we made some gains and wearing our watches. Exactly. So, yeah, mm. you, of course when, like with the Golden Goose example, Blake probably bought that when Ethereum was at all-time high because, you know, <laughs> paper gains feel like real gains. But then when you're when the market comes back down, you're like, hold on, should probably offload this 50K watch. Go, get, go back to get some bands. Exactly. <laughs> Weird one. I have I have listed those. I have listed since listed those sneakers on uh, Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> there you go. Oh, this is so funny. And we were speaking earlier about we know the lipstick recession story. Blake, do you know the lipstick recession story? No, I don't. Craig, you should explain this one. It's just another weird response to a mark to market. So. A leading indicator of inflation and a recession around the corner is actually an increase in lipstick buying because yeah. um, why was it again, Trace? Because people now are... are- yeah, in a recession, lipsticks are a luxury item, but they're very small and they're inexpensive. So you still want to feel good about yourself in a recession. So ladies would still buy little lipsticks. So Revlon and all these brands in every recession would show a spike in lipstick sales. And it's is tried and tested over every recession, and it's happening again now because you 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 stop spending everywhere, but you still want to feel good, mm. so you just pick up a little lipstick, and it's yeah. So the lipstick and the recession story. So so lipstick and watch markets are the indicator for the crypto market. I think we'll wrap that up there, but only time will tell to see how this plays out. Nice. And on that segue, we'll go on to our short, sharp bites of news. Blake, you're up first today. Cool. So homegrown news, MasterCard is bringing Bitcoin to Australia with a crypto-linked card. According to a recent press release, the crypto exchange Ebonex was partnering with MasterCard. Collaboration was specifically designed to formulate a new crypto-linked card. So, yeah, be interesting to see how that plays out. I know others have tried it, others have done it. Like Crypto.com, I, I, I've never heard of the, the exchange Ebonex. Have you guys? No, not me either. Competing with Crypto.com is a big ask. Fortune favours the brave, they say. History is filled with almost. Next story, Trace. You know I have a gripe with companies and NFT drops. But there was another one, Coca-Cola. Never heard of them. Never heard of them, just a small retail soft drink brand. They've done an NFT drop, one of ones, on a few different items. I think one was a fridge, one was a jacket, and they've done this to celebrate their one-year anniversary in the metaverse. And I believe one of them sold for 217F, Trace. So clearly there is demand for this, but I feel like it's becoming a bit of a cash grab from these corporates like like i said to you um this morning when you text me saying that i think as long as it's bringing people into the market and and it's done tastefully and with some good products then i'm okay with it for now so this leads to the tiffany and co one you were right i was wrong yes i said yes i was right so sticking with nfts um following up on that tiffany and co collaboration with the crypto punk story from last week 
that NFT drop made 12.5 mil from the pendant drop and it sold out in 22 minutes flat. So yeah, called it. I knew it would do well. So you're one nil up. Bet me on, yeah, bet me on that, bet me that I'm one. I'm one nil up on that one. Moving on. So Hotbit, which is a pretty OG exchange actually, known for listing early projects before they go to the big guys. They're now the latest exchange to halt withdrawals. So they're saying it's not because of liquidity issues, but because a former manager is being investigated for illegal activities. Now, I don't. I have used Hotbit before, but nothing on there now. But Tracy, I believe you've got some assets on there, right? Yeah, yeah. Heard about this um, late last night, and um, yes, I've got a little bit of cash stuck on there. Not a huge amount, but I didn't even realise I still had a bit in there from a while ago. But so, how yeah. did they communicate? Like, did they actually announce that? No, I, I actually saw it on Twitter. So that I never got an email from them. I never was notified, which is interesting. Mm. Um, uh, to be honest, I've, I logged, actually logged in not long ago because of tax purposes, but um, yeah, I, I didn't get anything. So when you try to withdraw, it just has the button grayed out or something? Yeah, yeah. Really? Oof, mm-hmm. That's scary. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. And like you said, this is um, is purely because of something that a former manager has done, which I find interesting as well. It's not even someone who's with the company at present time. So Hoping it gets resolved soon. Mm, yeah. And moving on again... Netflix um, has a new movie. It's called The Grey Man. You might have seen it um, pop up on your screen. It stars Ryan Gosling and, well, who cares really? Ryan Gosling is all you need to know. So this re- this Netflix movie has recreated a scene um, that fans can interact with in Decentraland. It's called The Metaverse Mission. So it's basically a big maze you've got to get out of. So you can start with an avatar and you've got to collect some wearable outfits and items along the way and you can compete with others who you can see uh, and you try and and see who finishes the maze fastest. So it's a cool idea by Netflix, but, you know, they could have done it with a better movie. Uh, I tried to watch this last week and I didn't even get halfway through because it was pretty crap, to be honest. Uh, I had a look at this again this morning and there's only probably 4,000 people that have even tried to do this maze. So a bit of a fail from that one at the moment. From my own knowledge, this is the first movie that's tried the metaverse route, right? Yeah, and to be honest, like I said, they probably could have tried it with a better movie. And you're calling it a fail? I'm calling it a fail. 46, 46% in Rotten Tomatoes for the movie itself. Debunked. So, All right, and I'll just do a quick round out of what's happened in the market over the last week. So we've seen Ethereum and Bitcoin continue to gain strong momentum, um, primarily due to the upcoming merge of Ethereum, which is a bit of respite. You know, we had many months of just down. So continuing up, but not aggressively, not aggressively increasing, but Going up slowly is certainly um, bringing much more confidence to the market, particularly after the inflation numbers came out yesterday, showing that inflation may have peaked. So we may see funds flowing back into the crypto market over the coming months, which is uh, exciting to watch. Yeah, excellent news. That's good to hear for the markets overall. And that's another week of jam-packed news for you guys. So thanks for joining us as always. If you want to send us an email, please do so to podcast at getbamboo.io. Join us in the Facebook community page or hit us up on any of the social media. And once again, do look out for tickets to FinFest. We're going to put our promo code in the links below. Join us again next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. 
All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In a spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.